the podium as he blesses us tonight. Keep clapping, keep clapping, keep clapping for Jesus. Keep clapping for Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give. Are you tired of clapping? Somebody put your hands together, celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus will bless you. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. Good evening, everybody. Let us pray. I want you to commit yourself into your mighty hand of God. That Father speak to me today. There's a reason why you brought me here. And there's a lesson you want me to learn. I want you to speak unto my heart. Commit yourself into the mighty hand of God. And I want you to also commit me into the mighty hand of God. That I will totally decrease so the Lord will be able to increase in me. He is the one that has the word. In the beginning there is word and the word is with God and God is the word. I have no power of my own but of his. That God in his infinite power will speak unto every one of us. He said the house of Jacob will not find me in vain. You will not come in vain today. The Lord will touch you, will touch your home, will touch your life, will turn everything around to you. So shall it be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's be seated, please. I welcome every one of us to this session. I have a different way of teaching. Because most times people stay on the podium to say whatever they want to say. But all I know, there's a giant in us that we need to bring out. There are a lot of questions that you have in your mind. There's no blueprint to a marriage. The way your marriage is running is not the way my marriage is running. The way the Lord talks to you is not the way he talks with me. So what I usually do any place I go to, I like people to ask questions first. It's from the question that I'll be able to know your level of understanding. And from your level of understanding, we can be able to tell one another what you need to know. But if I just come up to you and say, for those of you that are not married, this is the blueprint for you to know your husband or whatsoever that you are passing through in your home, this is the solution to it. I don't have it. Just at the play we watched just now, he said you have missed it. And the only way for you to have a good home and to have a happy life, even when we are talking today, it's not only going to be on your marriage, because a lot of things is affecting the marriage. It's just the marriage in quotes that you are putting. So I would like you to ask questions that's the way I do mine. I will write down your questions. I will be able, by the Spirit of God, I'll be able to answer some of it. And at the end of the day, we can put everything together to have a good home. But if you expect me to stand there and start saying, for those of you that are not married, this is the way to your marriage. For those challenges you are having in your marriage, this is the solution to it. Nobody has a solution. And believe me honestly, the solution is with you. You have the solution, but you just need something to bring it out. You need something to enlighten you to bring it out. So I will encourage you to ask questions. And not only asking the question, we are all going to answer the question before I finish answering the question. It's just going to be an interactive group today. Like I said, I'm not here to teach. I'm here just to help you to wake up that giant that is sleeping in you. So that you will know you know what you don't, you don't know. So I will thank you very much. I would like to sit down. 
and anybody that has the questions that you want to ask, it's going to be a different forum. I'm not here to teach, like I said. Anybody that has a question, you can ask the question. And when you ask the question, most of us in the congregation, we also answer the question before we put the final stop to it. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. Anybody has a question, please? If you don't uh, want to ask, maybe you can write it down. In fast go share it with the house so that mommy can answer. The topic is mindset and marriage. Mindset and marriage. Maybe I have to start with the question, mommy. Mommy, please, what will you consider the right mindset? Anybody, be it, uh, yeah, anybody of marriageable age should have to enter into marriage. And uh, we, we know that there's a lot of wrong mindset out there this, this day now. And people have different things that is making them want to go into marriage. So, Mommy, what do you think would be the right mindset for any guy or any lady to enter into marriage? Thank you. Before I answer the question, I said it earlier on, that it's going to be an open question. So I want somebody who knows what the mindset of, what kind of mindset people are having to enter into the marriage. Who wants to contribute, please? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. So um, I think generally, most the mindset most people have is... Um, I want a tall, dark, and handsome guy from the ladies. I want to marry someone that is rich. Yes, in fact, even Christians say this, that I can't marry anybody that doesn't have a BA or a BSc, that doesn't have an MSc. I, don't, I can't marry anybody that, you know, there are so many mindsets like that. Very, very, um, and you know, it can be so, you, you wonder at some people when they are talking these are people that are Christians in the church they are born again Christians demon chasing, tongue talking but they have this mindset and then they get married to the person that is um, maybe a Yahoo boy or a 419 or you know fraudulent kind of um, person so what I think according to um, according to how I think it, um, one should still go back to the word. There's no way, you cannot, you cannot live your life to chance. You can't just live your life to chance. Everything goes back to your relationship with God. How does God speak to you? How does God speak to you? Find out that first. How does he speak to you? The same way he spoke to you about what school to, what um, cause to, what, what cost to put in for, what um, dress to put on, how it talks to you on the regular. It's the same way you, it, will, it, will tell, um, it will tell you about the person to marry. It's not so difficult. We just think that the things of God are mighty, are, oh, you will tell you, um, 
then this is brother Joseph is the one to marry. It's the normal way, the regular way it speaks to you on a regular. That is the same way it will speak to you. So and I think that we should also learn to change our mindset. But then at the end of the day, we still have to go back to the study of the word. The Bible says we should study to show ourselves approved. So we should study to show ourselves approved. From the Bible too, you can know exactly what and what not to do. I'm not the um, teacher. Let me not take too much of our time. Thank you very much, sister. If you're contributing, let's make it short, short, so other people can be able to have time to say. Who else wants to have a say in this one? Sister, if I may ask, is there anything wrong with you having a mindset of the kind of man you want to marry? It's a question I'm asking. Is there anything wrong with you having a mindset of who you want to marry? It's just a question we need to ask one another. When we talk about mindset, it's what you have in mind before entering into something. I don't think it's a problem for you to have a mindset before going into marriage. It's not wrong. You should have a, a view of the person you want to spend the rest of your life with and table it with God that this is the person I want to bring into me. Thank you. Please, I want every one of us to participate because you have a word to say. Please. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't think it's wrong for a Christian to say, I want this kind of person. It shouldn't be short. It should be dark. For me, I don't think it's a wrong thing. God knows our desires and he will give it to us. It's somebody that you are attracted to. You cannot say, okay, because he's spiritual and then he's fat. You don't want a fat person. But because he's spiritual and he's fat, I want to manage. For me, God sees my desires. He knows what I want. What I would see and admire and say, yes, this is good for me to behold. It's not a wrong thing to have that man. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, he said, it's not good for a man to be alone. So he decided to make him and help me. There's nothing wrong with you having a mindset, but having first step you need to have in this any relationship, like the play we just watched, is going back to your creator. Number one, first question I would like to ask, who are you? Do you really know who you are? Who can tell me who you are? Who are you? Do you know who you are? If anybody should ask me who am I, it's a wrong thing to say I'm Orowale Ebenezer because I am not. If you really want to know who you are, you need to go to Ephesians chapter 2. Read it, it will tell you who you are. That father or your mother you pass through is just a passage. Just like Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the son of God. But he came through Mary. And that's why the Catholic always honored Mary. Before you enter into any situation, you must know who you are in him. I am a child of God. Created by God for his own glory. And I have a purpose to live for. Now that I know him that is my father. He said, if the heartly father knows how to give things to their children, 
how much more your heavenly father. So all this dictation you are telling yourself, the man must be tall, he must be fat, he must be rich, he, must, he knows you better than you. There's a difference between want and need. But most times we are always looking at what we want, what we want, but we don't know what we need. If you don't know what you need, you are just walking around. Really, sister, I'm not against anybody having what they have. I remember when I was growing up, I had a friend there. She used to tell me that, Auro, this is the kind of a man I want. And it must be this, it must be that, it must be that. He used to take you to prayer. Even though we are not born again, we don't even know who Jesus is then. We are just a church goer. And that's why I decided to tell you that the first thing you need to do, you must know who you are. My sister was telling us that you must know how God talks to you. You that doesn't have time to listen to him, how can you hear him? Most of us enter into this relationship with permissive will. Because we're not listening to what God wants for our lives. We don't even know who he is to us. So if you don't know who God is to you, you just know him that you're coming to the church and you're, in Jesus' name, and everything you're asking for, you are getting it. Or you don't get it. Sometimes we need to set our priority right. Back to my friend's story. When we were all praying that time, she said, I want a man to be this, to be that. A person like me, well, Kashati married, let's just get married. What is the big deal? We're in the faith, and that is it. We give it to us. This lady got what she wants. I got what I want. And whether you like it or not, whatever you get, you live with it. Marriage or relationship is a step in but never a step out. Because there are a lot of people that is going to suffer from your decision you are making when you say, I do. That's why I always encourage anybody that wants to get married that before you say, I do, just say, by his grace, I do. Because it's only his grace that can carry you through. Having a mindset of how you want first, first, first priority is what is your relationship with your father, which is your creator. The same thing goes to your choosing your career. There was a man that told us a story. He said, when he was growing up, they said, you should go and get married, you should go and get married. You should do this, you should do this. He wasn't listening to himself. He said, I'm a 70 year old man now. I don't have a wife, I don't have a job, I don't have so many things because I've been listening to people. Most of us are looking at our age. And age is just a number. A number. The first step is get your way right with your heavenly father. Surrender all to him. If you don't surrender all to him, he doesn't know. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows the right person for you. He knows the one that he has taken your rib from. But when you don't ask him, you are dictating. It's, even though he said, commanding me by the work of my hands. Which means you can still do that. But don't stand on it and say, I want this, I want this. You don't dictate. Even to your heartly father. You can't detect to your heartly father. Just let go, surrender all. At his feet, have a clean mindset. Lord, I want to serve you. Lord, I want to be happy. Lord, I want to do exploit for you. 
because you created me for a purpose. And part of the purpose is in, uh, is in uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and 28. For me to multiply. Multiplication doesn't only be in childbearing. You can be a mentor to somebody. You can be what God wants you to be. But if you are not saved, that's the first step about mindset. First of all, set your priority right. Give your life to Christ. Once you give it to him, Psalm 32 verse 8. He said, I will lead you in the way that will go. But we don't listen to his leadership, leading. Most times we don't listen to his leading. We are listening to the five senses. What we see, what we hear, what we smell, what we taste, and what we feel. And after we have listened to it, how could you be able to listen to God that has a purpose for your life? Have a mindset. If you're in the marriage already, and you're having your challenges, go back to the drawing table. Always check, where have I missed it? Just like the sister that said it in this list. Where have I missed it, O oh Lord? But if you know your background, your, your, your standing is not with him on your line, then you have to go back to him and say, Father, I am sorry for what I have done. I have not put my trust in you totally to believe that you are, you are what you say you are in my life. I'm ready to do it now. And God is so marvelous. He will set everything right for you. There's nothing wrong with having a mindset, but have it in the way of the Lord. Have it in accordance to the blueprints that he has for you. Know yourself who you are in him. And when you do, the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. I don't know if you have any question from what I've just said, because I'm not saying I have the final say. Who has a question or correction? You can correct me. We are learning. I'm also learning. Who has a question based on what I've just said? If you know I didn't make sense, you just say, you didn't make sense, I think you should have been this way. No offense. Because I want you to get the best. Thank you. Another question. Okay, mommy, there is a question here. People believe that once you marry, marry a person from church, your marriage is flawless. But in reality, most have been disappointed. How do we reconcile this? I think, I, I don't know if you understand the question, mommy. Yes. We are all brother, brother, and sister, sister, and we are pretenders. So you will not have challenges. But in case now that you have that challenges, how can you go about it? Is that not what you say? Who can tell us, brother, brothers, and sister, sisters, that once you get married in the church, you don't have problem. But on getting into that marriage, you start having challenges. And how can you rectify it? Please, who can help us? Please, let's contribute. It's not good to be sitting down, not saying anything. Please, I'm begging you, say something. Praise God. I feel uh, most times because both parties are from different backgrounds. So it's not about 
is a Christian brother, she's a Christian sister, so they have to be perfect. So the fact that they are from different backgrounds alone can cause issues at the early stage of marriage. Another point. Praise God. The, well, my little uh, contribution uh, is a, first and foremost, uh, a brother is first, or a sister in church, is first a human being before a, a worker in church or a pastor or a minister or whatever. So I don't think we are marrying the church brother, I say, or the minister or the church worker. We are marrying, uh, we, are, we are in relationship with a human being, a man, a woman. So if I am, if I'm in business with a human being, a man or a woman, then I think I should just go to God to prepare the person, you know, to guide me as to how to deal with the person. That's, that's the, I must say, any contribution? Praise the Lord. Number one, we are human beings from different backgrounds. You have to understand that very, very well. Even if you talk about our Lord Jesus Christ that knows it all, he got 12 people. One of them betrayed him. And that is human being for you. He even said, I created it and regretted it. That is human being for you. That is why you need to, first of all, know your foundation. The marriage you are about to go into what attracted you to that man or that woman? If you don't know what you want, you won't be able to get happiness in it. In those good old days and from deeper life background, we only say, I see, I saw. And we'll not go to the marriage committee. They will give us a file. In that file, we'll be saying, what is our plan when we get married? How many people are going to stay with us when we get married? Mm -hmm. How many children are we going to have? And when we are doing this discussion, we are about 10, 5 miles away from each other. We will record everything, we'll go back to the marriage committee. They will look at it, they will ask us again, so many times we call for uh, counseling. And along the line, before they can say, you can go ahead and get married. But they left something out in the 80s, when we are getting married. They don't do family background to go to an extension of looking at what is going on, whether the man has gotten married to a woman before, what is the family looks like, all we just follow was, I see, I saw. And many people can see different things. I may be attracted to somebody because of what they see. It can be your shape. It can be how beautiful your voice is on the stage. It can be how you have been interacting with other people. But they went to another extension to be looking at the family background. And those are the things our foremothers were doing, our forefathers were doing those days. 
they will send people to go to the family that you are about to enter into to see what kind of diseases that is going on there. What kind of problems are they having in that home before they can allow their daughter to marry that particular man? But today, you find yourself, you go ahead and do, will you marry me? And the next thing you know, you enter into the marriage. You hardly know each other before you get married. And love is not blind. It is you that is blind. Because while you are doing your courtship, there is a traces of things you need to start watching. And when you don't watch those, you saw that traces, and you will be like, it will change with time. It will change with time. You can't change a human being. You can only change a place. Character is the, the difficult thing to change. I know of a brother that said, when he wanted to marry, a Christian sister used to call her, call him, I don't know his name again, Brother John, Brother John, Brother John. That every other sister that saw, I want to marry you, she was the only one that was calling him Brother John. So he decided that he realized that this one would be a good girl because he's addressing him as Brother John. They got married. Quite long, the sister started calling him John. He said, where is the brother now? Brother, don't go. Everything he has to do is no more doing it the way she used to do to respect her, a respect him. And he was telling the, the lady that, do you know why I marry you? I marry you because you are the only one that was giving me brother. I would have married Sister Janet. But for every qualification, Sister Janet is far better than you. But because of your respect. Then later on he said he was doing his quiet time. And the Lord now ministered to him, why do you need that brother? What is so important about that so-called brother? You can, he now said he sat down after the quiet time. I can't go back to my family and say, I don't like her again. They will say, I told you, that girl with unicorn uh, legs, I know she's not going to be a good girl. And the other one now said, okay, if I go to our family, the family will tell me, Ogbe brother, what's you? Did you bring brother to this world? So he said he went back to the Lord to pray. God, show me how to be happy in my home. And the Lord now said, if you really want her to call you brother, you two start calling her sister. So he started calling her sister. And he said from there, they changed from brother sister to my love, my sugar, my cane, my peppermint, and the home settled. In marriage, usually we always tell people that the first ten, five years of your marriage, you will have some troublesome thing. Storm will be coming because both of you are getting to understand one another. When you get to your ten years in marriage, you will have understand some things. And that is when you can even say you have your first degree. Because marriage is the only one that before you enter, you have received your certificate. It's the first thing. They give you certificate on that day. Before you start the journey, you have received the certificate. So it is through the marriage that you will now learn to whether you deserve that certificate or not. But I'm employing as many people that are yet to marry. Please, seek the face of the Lord very well for what he has for you. As beautiful as a marriage can be, it can also be hell. 
If you want to make heaven, you can make it through marriage, and if you're going to lose it, you can also lose it through marriage. Because when you are not happy in your home, most homes are pretending. Most homes are just enduring their marriage. Where do I want to start for? But you that have not started, try to sit down. Have a drawing table with your Heavenly Father. This is the kind of home I want. And it is only you that can give it to me. Then whosoever that you are in courtship with, try to understand their do's and don'ts. And try to put your own there. Respect each other's face. So that you can be able to have a home that you're supposed to have. When you are doing follow, follow, there's a, there's a difference between follow up and follow, follow. When you are following your husband with every little thing, picking his phone, want to know where he has been to, checking his pocket, check, you don't need all those things. Put a trust in whoever you want to. If you know you are not going to trust me, don't go into that relationship. Because it's not even a day's journey, it's a lifetime journey. And that is why you have to be very, very careful before you enter into it. Am I ready? Is this man is the man I want to marry to spend the rest of my life with? Always take everything. Just like the pastor told us why they were acting the play. We thought most things that we take to the Lord are big, big things you need. But I'll tell you the truth. God is more concerned about that little thing. But when you don't give it to him, he will just be looking at you. That's why he said, what a friend we have in Jesus. When you see your friend, you talk and talk and talk with your friend. The same thing God wants you to have a close relationship with him. Before you start this relationship, tell him what you want. Put everything into his hand. Ah, I don't like the way. I remember one guy came for counseling one time. And he was like, uh, I'm not been able. I hate people that wash their hands. I'm doing like this. I'm so irritated. That is what is causing the problem in their marriage. You should have noticed it before you married, and you could have done a different thing. If you know he does his hand like that, put a paper towel, always covering the other side of the other party. Let there be uh, self-awareness in marriage. In your relationship before you get married, self-awareness. Knowing the weakness of your party and knowing the strong part. It is you as a help for each other to complement the weak part of your friend. Not looking at the wrong part because most cases that is what causes. I don't like him. It's not like this. When we are cutting, it's not it's always buying me this, but now it's no more buying me that. We are all human beings. We are all human beings, and there is nothing we can do about it. We are meant to cross each other's way. But once such happens in your home, go back to God. Table it to God in prayers. Is always ready to listen to you. He's concerned about you. He's concerned about your happiness. And when you give everything to him, surrender totally. Another thing is encouraging one another. Especially at this period that the world is turning upside down. Everybody is discouraged. Everybody doesn't even know what they want again. But the only person that has it all is Jesus. And you can always talk to him. He's always beside you. When you look at Psalm 34 verse 4, he said, when you see the face of the Lord, he will deliver you from all your fears. All your fears. All the agony you could have been facing in your marriage. 
But when you don't tell him, he doesn't answer you. But sometimes you may say, I've been praying over my spouse. I've been praying over that situation. And it seems I'm not getting an answer. Go back to him. His time is not your time. There are times that God wants you to learn something from that crisis you're having in your marriage. So when you have that crisis, you'll be able to lift other people up. Don't condemn one another. Try as much as possible in your marriage to see the good part, even in your relationship with anybody. Only see the good part of that person. When you keep on looking for the negative part and you are comparing your home to another home, it's a dangerous thing. Especially under this media, Instagram, they will show pictures. A day pregnancy, they will show it. A week pregnancy, they will show it. They will be doing all those things. You are making your home to be like the one on TV. And it can never be. Because you are two different people. It can never be. They have practiced it to show you on TV. But you, you are living the right thing. You are not really looking at it very well. And sometimes when you are having challenges in your marriage, I'm sorry for those, I will try to say it in English too. What makes me to fall? And that's why your mindset before you, the, the little Yoruba I said is, when a young person falls down, you'll be looking at people around you that is making fun of him or her. But if a grown-up person falls down, you will look at why and what makes me to fall down. So if you see anything wrong with your marriage, you know it. Stop pretending. Take it to the Lord in prayer. He's the only one that has the solution. And he will help you in Jesus' name. Thank you very much, Mommy. Father, I've been writing the lot of points you have made so far that can really help a single lady or be it a married couple in their marriage. And I just pray that God will help us to put all of this in practice in Jesus' name. Amen. There is a question that is uh, directed towards women. Mm. They said most couples, they now put women in brackets. So invariably they are saying most women once they have once they have married to a church member okay once they marry a christian or a church member or a church brother they can do anything thinking nothing can happen like they can dress anyhow they they don't respect what can we say to women in such situation i feel like the brother is, is a christian it cannot go anywhere so i can do any way i like <laughs> Contribution, please. Bro, I just said do my shop money. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, I want to be a little bit practical on this aspect. So let's not look too spiritual. If you feel because your partner is a Christian, is born again, you can do anyhow. Um, well, you should also know that they are, your, your, your partner, so to say, is having a lot of people in his place of work, colleagues, that hope to be in your shoes. He's also having a lot of people around. He interacts with other persons. And so, 
even if he has to go to the Lord begging God for a change of heart and a change of process, you will be the one to actually cause a crack in his wall that you may not be able to mend later when you realize your mistake. And it might actually lead to what you're thinking cannot happen. It might actually lead beyond that. So it's about mutual understanding, like mommy has said. It's about, it's about understanding your partner. It's about working with your partner and agreeing together. Praise the Lord. Any contribution from women? Praise the Lord. I want us to understand thing about women being. From research, men's brain are in a box. Whatever they need, it's opened and closed. Number two, women's brain are life wire that touches anyhow. Am I talking to somebody in the house? Yes. <laughs> when a man wants food, the box he opened that he needs food and you need to give it to him. Both food, the other part of it, if they want sex, that's what they want. And that's why we always try to encourage younger ones, please, I'm not putting any men down. If you want to marry a man, make sure you're about, there are some gap between you. An average of five years, if possible. Because the maturity of a woman with the life wire brain we have is so much. When a man is thinking of something, and that is what he's thinking about. But women, I'm on this one, this one, this one, before you know it, you'll be missing it. Sometimes, like I used to tell women, let's stop being matter now. Let's be married. One thing that is needful, Mary has chosen it. But all our lives, we have been Mary, we have been matter. Try to put the home alarm, try to do this one, try to do that one. That's why I always encourage us, mothers that are growing up now, whether you have a baby boy or baby girl, treat them alike. In good old days, they always tell us, you are going to your husband's house. You are going to your husband's house. They forgot to tell the man that you are going to marry another man's child. So they neglected all the training they're supposed to give them. And when they get back home, that's the way they have been brought up. And they don't know how to help. Most cases, if you really want to talk to, I will talk about the dressing. Women, we need to start changing how we dress. Because, like Brother Daniel said, there are a lot of ladies out there. They don't mind spending their last couple on dressing. Let's not think a man cannot do. Because by the time you push them to the wall, they will bite you. And like he said, most times we are sending them out. We need to dress well. And also men have to buy us clothes too. Sometimes we need to go to, to do shopping for us. What you want in your wife, give it to her. Because you are the one looking at her. So you need to dress her up to your own good, to your own taste. 
I grew up in a home where we don't have mirror. Anytime my mommy dresses, she goes to her husband and say, show to that. Say, yes. Since you are the only one looking at me, I don't care what other people have to say. I am for you. I've made up my mind that you are mine. Anytime she goes home, she changed her clothes, her working clothes. She said, I'm a boss. But immediately I enter into my home, I am a mother. She will remove her clothes and put on another clothes. Two ways. The physical one that you can see and the spiritual one that you cannot. Because most of us girls, and myself and this and that, we still have a home to guide against. We may be having equal rights. I'm not, I'm not a feminist, so I don't know anything about equal rights between man and woman. But all I know is, are you really happy? You need to start doing things that makes you happy. Not you see what other people are doing. Years back, I, was, uh, I just came back, and a friend took me to, we met somewhere and said, ah, we want to go and visit a woman. My sister, when we got to that woman's place, the woman is as fat as, as I am now. But I'm telling you the story of 1985, so I should have been half of what I am now. And this woman has started being there. I guess they have told him that the person following us is from the church. So he gave me Fanta and uh, Martina. He gave them beer, he gave them whatever they can give them. If you see the way he served, the man. And after some time he said, I, I cannot pretend they gay. I said, what is the meaning of you cannot pretend they gay? Tell her who am I to you. I am your concubine. And I now asked the guy, what do you need? You are still young. What do you need a woman for? He said, the one at home works at Central Bank of Nigeria. So because of that, he doesn't really have time for me. But this one outside gives me everything I needed. So I decided to get my joy from there. Let's have each other. Let's understand the purpose of our marriage. We are taking a lot of things for granted. You see the human being, whether it's a pastor, you see the human being. Even the so-called pastors these days, I was able to talk to some students. They said they like to go out with men that has ring in their hands. Because all I know is I will get what I want from him. He cannot marry me. And you are saying at home, thinking that that ring is the one that is binding you together. He cannot go elsewhere. When there were lions out there, ready to tear him in pieces. Guide against your home. Or do whatever you can. Dress well. If the man complain, I don't like the way you dress, change it. The way you cook, change it. And I'm also encouraging men too. Please help our sisters. They need help. It can be so romantic when both of you are cooking in the kitchen. It's so romantic, there's nothing wrong with both of you taking your bath together. There's nothing wrong with you taking time out. Just go and spend some time. I was in Ibadan recently and the couple said he decided to take his wife for a surprise trip. And what was the surprise trip? To take a, a train from Ibadan to Abekuta. 
They are not coming out, to, they will just drive to see the side of the world where both of them will sit down. And the woman said, uh, I'm not going no. When I have to do this, I have to do this. And the guy called up that day just to give her the best. Tell me, how do you think that man will feel? Stop being matter women. Let's have been married. Understand what they want. And won't get what they want. Understand each other. Understand each other very well. Don't take your marriage for granted. That mumu you think is a mumu is not a mumu. Even if it's a mumu, there's a mumu out there to throw it, to bring down his fight for him. And that is the time you now start running to pass us to, to help you. That's the time you start wasting the precious time you could have enjoyed your home. Praying unnecessary prayers. When the little thing you need to do, you need to do it right. Let's respect one another. And God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. And when I talk about respect, I'm not talking of eh, 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 eh. Eh, 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 eh. It's not what the respect is about. Kneeling down is not the respect. Respect is regarding that person. Looking at him as your babangida. That this is all in all I have. I can never go back to my parents' house again. Like the Yoruba called it, Dali Mosu. There is nothing wrong in respecting one another. Get to understanding better. And when you get to understanding better, you are, you are going to have a peaceful marriage. Respect each other's space. Respect it. If you come back late, don't shout on him. That's how you used to do. And another thing that is always happening with us, the matter we have settled today, if you did it again, you will repeat it. That was how you did it the last time. And guess what, ladies? Our men, sometimes they don't want to tell us our plans. Because immediately they tell us our plans. We too have our own plans. And we want our plans to come to pass. Man has ego. It won't be. I would rather not let it happen than you dictating what I should do for me. That's why you have to respect each other. You respect each other's opinion. If it brings any opinion, listen to it. Like they told us in one of the sermons about two months ago, be quick to hear and slow to speak. Because when you quickly hear something, you didn't know the end of it, you have started screaming. And by the time you now know it, it brings shame onto you. Respect each other. Respect is always reciprocal. You don't ask for it, you earn it. And there are different ways you can earn it. Brothers, let's help our sister. I just told you, our head is life wire. If you do anything wrong now, we can flare up. Whether Christianity or you are carrying the Bible to the higher order, we need your help as much as we need our help. Let's respect one another. And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Mommy. Thank you, Mother. The Lord will continue to strengthen you in Jesus' name. Mommy, there is this, uh, a part B to that question before... I allow Mr. Solange to ask a question. And the part B is that, what about single ladies or single guys that feel like, maybe if I do everything for the guy, or I do everything for the lady, it will make, me, it will make them commit to me in marriage. You know, we have a situation by ladies are going all out, even whether it's uh, Christian or not, to do things for a guy just because they want the guy to marry them. So what, at what point do we draw the line uh, to ladies 
And maybe there are guys that are doing it, but I think it's common with women. We want to do everything to get married, and then we get married, we don't want to do anything. So what happens when a lady is ready to do everything? Maybe wash clothes, pull up ministry, do different, different things, so that the guy can marry them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In that area, my sister, the younger ones that are coming, please don't sell yourself short. Don't sell yourself short. What did I mean by that? Trying to attract a man because uh, don't waste your time with somebody that doesn't appreciate you. Have a mindset that I want to enter into this marriage for a man that will appreciate me for who I am, not because of what my parents wants me to be. Because good old days, it's mothers that send us to marry quickly. Your friends are married. What are you still waiting for? You are too fat. This person don't have plenty picking. I'm waiting for my grandchildren. And through the process, anybody that comes, you just take. The life is more than that these days. You need to let whosoever you want to go into a relationship with to appreciate you. Don't force yourself. Don't start giving cola. There's an illustration that my father gave me when he was alive. I was just 14 years old then. I lost my father when I was 15 years. But my father told me one thing, as if he knows he will soon be leaving me. He said there were two beautiful flowers. There was one that was open, there was another one that was not opened. And the one that was open was so beautiful that everybody wants to have that flower. Some throw stone at it, some throw stick at it. Some was trying to, 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 to get it down. And at the end of the day, one day, one person just said, ah, ah, they have even battered the beauty on this flower that we see because it's no more beautiful as it is. Let me even see the other one that is there. And we now open it. To everybody's surprise, the flower was as beautiful as the other one, but it was kept. It was kept. So when it comes to choosing a man, all the glitters are not gold. There's a difference between love, loss, and infatuation. And if you don't know the difference, before you know it, you fall short of the glory of God. I've seen many people that have been in a relationship for 12 years, 10 years, the, the, the man will be wasting their time. Even though they always tell us when we're young that the age of a woman tells on them, Sometimes I want to believe it, sometimes I don't want to believe it. Because there's no time that you enter it, into it that you don't appreciate God in your life. As you lay your bed, so you shall lie on it. Don't sell yourself short. Don't give yourself to somebody that doesn't appreciate you. Because if he doesn't appreciate you while you are cutting, let me tell you the truth. There's no respect for you when you're getting because you have seen it from the beginning. But you are so blind because you are looking for a ring. You are so blind because you want them to give you a title of MRS. And after you have gotten the title of MRS, what do you do with it? Do you take it to Central Bank to get money? You don't. To respect yourself. Keep everything you have intact until that very day the Lord will give you the right man for you. As it is in men, it's also in women too. Men, the Lord will help you. Amen. 
Men, the Lord will help you. Amen. Men, the Lord will help you. Amen. Be careful where you dig it in. For every little thing, when we were growing up, the woman that was talking to us always put the plastic down. And even if you don't even use this, the system of that woman, look at if AA or AS gets married, the child will pick either of the other side of it. It can be AA, it can be AS. So the same thing goes to you, men. Don't promise anybody what you cannot give them. Don't follow them because they have so much beauty. Beauty do fade away. Beauty that you see today is like a butterfly. The more you chase a butterfly, what happens to the butterfly? It will be wither away. As we are going older, my daughter just bought me a sunscreen. He said I should be putting it on my face, that my face is getting darker. I laugh. I said it's too late. <laughs> you should have given it to me 10 years ago. So that will make me look younger. But the sun already biting my face and is telling me I am an old woman. No matter how I pretend to be young, I can never be again. My time is gone. Don't waste your time. Don't promise anybody. I'm into deliverance ministry. Most people that we are delivering now is the story of a girl that they have had an affair with and they have left there. And in return, they are fighting back. I was in a church on, on Wednesday. I visited my friend's church on Wednesday. There was a lady that was sharing testimony that there was a guy he wanted to marry 20 years ago. And the guy even went to America to get her some materials for the wedding. But by the time the guy came back, he said, I'm sorry, I can't marry you again. And from there till now, the woman is not yet married. And the man too. He said, last week, the man just called him and said, I'm forgiving you for what you have done for me 20 years ago. And the woman is giving testimony that, thank God. So this is the source of my problem. Sex or no sex has more damage done. Be careful. Don't promise anybody what you cannot give. Don't raise people hope up and dash that hope. When you do it, it can be painful and a lot of things can be said against your life. You may not believe it, but it will happen. So let's be careful. So, and I hope the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I have um, three questions here. Sorry, but I will do that first. Yes, I'll do that first. The first one says, um, what do you think about a marriage? Okay, what do you think about a marriage where couples relax and refuse to work for income, yet keep calling God to attain to their needs? When it's time to pay bills, they run to God, be it the husband or the wife. Mm -hmm. The second question is then. Um, Please tell me again. I didn't hear you very okay. well. What do you, what do you think about a marriage where couple relax and refuse to work for income? Yes. Some of them are relaxed. Yes. They don't want to work. Yes. But they are believing God for money. Thank you, ma'am. Okay. So when it's time to pay bills, they run to God. 
Second day, please ma. Does marrying your best friend means you have the best of homes or marriages? No. And the third question, as single, is it wrong to be comfortable before marriage? As a single, is it wrong to be comfortable before marriage? To have everything you need as a woman before marriage? Thank you, ma. Okay. Number one, the first one, the third one, I will start with the third one. Is it wrong for a single person to be comfortable? There's nothing wrong with you comfortable. It has been appointed for a man to live once. Make yourself comfortable. Even for me, when my children do come to say they want to get married, those video days, I will ask them, where's your cooler? Where's your face? Where's your dad? Where's this? Ah, the man will have it. I said, that's the beginning of the problem. Because you are entering into that relationship with the mind that the man must have everything. Everything. And he may not have it. Now, some relationship that when both of you join together, God will start blessing you. We have seen it happening and it's still happening. So there's nothing wrong with you to have what you want to have. What you know that makes you comfortable, get it for yourself. So when you get married, you can put the two together. And it's your home. You have known each other for who they are. And the only thing is, most cases, sister, the challenge you always having that they complain. I'm the one that brings the chair out. I'm the owner of the free Jew. I'm the owner. No, 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 no. Once you get married, you don't have anything of your own. It's no more I. Unless you have the circumcision of heart. That everything I have belongs to both of us. And I'm ready my set of this marriage. It, it must work. No matter what it is. I don't want my home to be like my parents' home. And sometimes, if you're not careful, you will see it repeating itself again. So there's nothing wrong with you being comfortable. But please take away the word I and use the word we have it. Or even don't mention it again. For those two couples that are staying at home and not doing anything and believing God for to pay their bill. <laughs> they don't know who they are. And economy can happen that you don't have money. But for you to have your strength, that's why we try to say no matter how little, do something to provide for your, for your family. A faith without work is dead. And in this world, it takes two, two uh, wings. For a bird to fly. This is God. Unchanging God. And that's why Psalm 16 verse 8 said, I've said the Lord always before me. For it's at my right hand. I shall not be moved. This is the hand of God. This is you. So if God's hand is always ready to take you and your whole hand is down, there's no way you can be able to fly. And that is why almost Nigerians today, we have this entitlement. They have to give me. 